Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on this show we talk about all things wrestling, from AEW to Impact to Ring of Honor to WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Tonight on my show we're going to cover one of the most anticipated events of the year, WrestleMania Night 2. So let's jump right into the action, shall we? First up, WrestleMania Night 2. I'm kind of excited because WrestleMania Night 1 really set the bar for WrestleMania Night 2. It was kind of an interesting first night, so I'm kind of interested to see what WWE is going to do for Night 2. Opening, fantastic. Hopefully tonight they don't have any rain delays or any storms that might prevent the show from going on as planned. Now, my first match that I'm going to cover is the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Natalya and Tamina. I'm really excited to see how these four girls are really going to do together in a match. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, they're fantastic. They worked great together as a team. They have been dominant in the tag team division and in the women's division. Separately and together, these girls have really done their stuff. They really are really good at what they do. They're back and forth banter between each other. It's just fun to watch. And the fact that you put Reggie into this, I'm not quite sure if Reggie really fits into the mix, but... Eh, it's whatever a WWE wants to do. Now, as for Tamina and Natalia, as I've always said, these girls literally are on fire. They work so well together. Two veterans who have been in this business for quite a while. You would never have thought that Tamina and Natalia could be so dominant, but these girls have really plowed through the tag team division like it was nothing. Team after team after team. Last night in the tag team turmoil match, they literally showed what they could do. And the fact that the best part of the whole thing for me for the tag team turmoil match was the fact that Natalia let Tamina get the win. That to me showed how much of a person Natalia really is. Tamina getting the win. Natalia props to you. I am proud of you, baby girl, for allowing Natalia to get or for Tamina to get the win. That to me was fantastic. Now these two tag teams as a whole. This is going to be very interesting to see because you've got on one hand Nia Jax and Tamina, two very strong, powerful girls. They're cousins. So it's interesting to see if Natalia will be able to help out Tamina and if Shayna will be able to help out Nia. Now really, Shayna and Natalia, that might be an interesting mix. Tamina and Nia, whoa! This is going to be interesting because Tamina and Nia, when they're in separate rings and separate matches, they really, really, really rock the foundations of what tag team and separate competition matches are. So to see these two powerhouses go head-to-head for a title, this is going to be interesting. Really interesting to see. So I'm kind of excited about this match. I'm kind of hoping that WWE kind of puts it later in the night. Don't start it out first to kind of give us, you know, feel of other ma- other people and other matches. But it just depends on creative team. This just depends on how they're going to do it. But this one is definitely one I'm telling you. If you are a female wrestling fan, you are going to want to, want to watch this one. Because these girls are going to really showcase what they can do. It's going to be interesting. 
Now, the other match that I'm going to cover is Sami Zayn with Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens. We all know Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens' history. It goes all the way back to NXT. When they were in NXT, every match that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn had was fantastic. Each match, they raised the bar just a little higher. Their feud was one of the best feuds in NXT. So, to get to see these two do it at WrestleMania... This is going to be really interesting because I know how good Sami Zayn is and I know really how well Kevin Owens is. These two's little banter back and forth all this entire time setting up this match was pretty interesting. And the fact that Sami Zayn has this conspiracy theory that WWE is out to get him. That they're out to make his life miserable. Come on, Sami. Really? WWE? Seriously? Where are you getting this? But it's going to be interesting to see. The only issue that I have is the fact that they're bringing YouTube sensation and podcaster Logan Paul into this. What does Logan have anything to do with the feud between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens? You don't need YouTube sensation Logan Paul. You don't. He's just going to get in the way. He's going to be a problem because you're not quite sure. Will he side with Sami? Will he side with Kevin? What's he going to do? I mean, come on. People, you could have left Logan Paul out of it and let Sammy and Kevin have their classic battle. It would have been more appropriate. It would have been a lot cooler. Bringing Logan Paul in, not so much. Don't get me wrong. I love Logan Paul. He's got some fantastic YouTube shows and some fantastic podcast work. Shout out to a fellow podcaster. But come on, guys. Logan Paul could have stayed out of this one and let Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have their feud. I'm just not quite sure how this match is going to turn out. I'm just hoping that it is the classic match that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have always brought to the table. Maybe a little higher than what they did in NXT, but I'm really hoping that it's good. And I'm hoping Logan Paul does not get involved. He sits back and lets these two go at it. My next match, the United States Championship match, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. Let me get started first with Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle was good in NXT. He was really good in NXT. But to me personally, I don't think that they really thought this through. Matt Riddle was not good enough to be called up yet. That's my opinion. You may disagree with me, but I just don't think Matt Riddle is really raw or SmackDown material. I don't. I don't think don't think he is. His little goofy gimmicks in the back, his comical playing, him riding around on a scooter. Come on, guys. Really? Do we really want that? No, no, no. You're not Miz and you're not Morrison. So please, stop with it. If you're going to be a good fighter, then be a good fighter. Don't be a little goofy comic gimmick. Don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure a lot of you fans out there like Matt Riddle and you think Matt Riddle is great. To me, Matt Riddle has not shown me anything that makes me think he is good enough to be in WWE Raw or SmackDown. Definitely not good enough to be a United States Champion. Y'all jumped the gun giving him that title. And then you just basically let him run off with it, not really defend it. You only let him defend it at certain pay-per-views. Come on, guys. Make him defend it every night. Do an open challenge, Matt Riddle. Welcome them to, you know, to do this. Don't keep bringing Matt Riddle into something that has nothing to do with anything. Now, as for Seamus, guys, 
I am a huge Seamus fan. I loved him way back when, when he, you know, was Seamus from, you know, the badass era when he, you know, was WWE champion and had the fights with Roman Reigns for the title. I was completely excited and enthralled by this. Now, we look at Seamus when he was with the bar. Seamus and Cesaro were the perfect tag team. They really were good. Sheamus really brought out the best in Cesaro, and Cesaro brought out the best in Sheamus. So to get to see Sheamus get to do what he used to do is fantastic. Now, Sheamus with the feud with Jeff Hardy. That feud was fantastic. I loved it. It was old school versus new school, and it was just really, really good. Then you fast forward to Sheamus with Drew McIntyre. Their friendship, 25 years of being friends, this to me was just like, oh, this is great. Him presenting the sword and stuff to Drew, it was good. Then when you had him turn on Drew, I was like, whoa, I did not see this coming. Then you fast forward to his match with Drew at Fastlane. This match blow me away. This was a classic match between the two of them. Sheamus right now is at the top of his career. He is fantastic. So putting him in a match with Matt Riddle for the United States Championship, this is going to be good because you've got old school meets goofy school. So it's going to be interesting. Can Matt Riddle keep up with Sheamus? I don't know. Can Matt Riddle beat Sheamus? I highly doubt it. I just don't see any, you know, any way that Matt Riddle could pull a rabbit out of his hat. But then again, I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how this match goes, how Sheamus and Matt Riddle will work, how it's, you know, we've seen it on Raw, but we've never seen it on a grand scale like this. So to get to see it is going to be surprising and interesting. Now, moving on to the Intercontinental Championship match, Big E versus Apollo Crews. Let me start by prefacing. This is my opinion, guys. Don't take it the wrong way. If you guys have another opinion, give it to me on Facebook. Tell me on Twitter. Shout out to me on Instagram. But this is my opinion. Let's start with Big E. Big E is fantastic. With New Day, without New Day, Big E is good. The fact that he's actually defending his intercontinental title in his home city of Tampa is just amazing. Big E is good either way. He deserves to have a long title run as Intercontinental Champion. He really does. I mean, he did well with New Day. As a team, they were great. But Big E really needed to step outside of the New Day box and be his own person. SmackDown gave him the chance to do it. Gave him the chance to shine as a singles competitor and show what he could do. Big E, fantastic. I love Big E. Now, here's where I have the problem. Apollo Crews. Guys, we all know Apollo Crews from NXT. He is a good old boy from Stone Mountain, Georgia. He's a really good wrestler. Professional wrestling, he is fantastic. He can get in a ring and make it, every match look good. The boy has got some moves. The biggest problem, and this is, I preface this, this is my opinion, the biggest problem I have is his new gimmick. A Nigerian prince Really, guys? Really, WWE? Is this what you're coming up with? Creative. Do you not have anything else to reinvent Apollo Crews with? The reason why I have this problem, and I'm going to digress. This is the reason. I have a good reason as to why I have a problem with the new gimmick with Apollo Crews. 
This all started back when Roman Reigns has basically gone into being the head of the table. Basically embracing his tribal duties and, you know, his tribal heritage and, you know, being, you know, like he's supposed to. Samoan. He's embracing it. He's doing good. Apollo was doing good as a regular competitor like he was. I mean, he was really setting the bar and raising it high, taking a step from NXT to WWE. He was doing great. I mean, he'd been the United States champion. He was doing great. His few, you know, his things with Ricochet, great. His stuff with Cedric Alexander, great. And then you get him to go talk to Roman, to get advice from Roman. Every WWE superstar goes to a veteran to get advice. It's appropriate. It's right. You want to make sure that the decision that you're making is a good decision. You want to get, you know, get their advice. Get you know, get them to critique your matches. Get them to, you know, give you tips, pointers. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Go talk to Roman. Go talk to Drew. Go talk to, you know, Sheamus. Any of these veterans that are there. I'm all for it. Do it. But Right after he talked to Roman, Apollo Crews all of a sudden has a Nigerian accent and is walking around like he is Nigeria royalty. If that is your heritage, Apollo Crews, please, baby, embrace it. I'm proud of you for embracing it. But please, come on, give us a break. It's obvious that you are trying so hard to do better than what you were doing before. And, Paulo, you were doing great without doing this. This, to me, is just pointless. You're, 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 what, what are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. And this drum fight that you're going to have tonight? What is this? I mean, it's good we get to see something different. But, really, Apollo, can you not win without taking someone else's gimmick? I mean, come on, guys. From your opinion and from mine, it looks like he copied Roman's gimmick. He just spun it up a little bit with a Nigerian thing. I'm fine if you want to embrace your heritage. I'm all about embracing your heritage. That's cool. But you don't become this accent person overnight. It just doesn't happen. If that is your true accent... Why didn't you start talking like that to begin with? Why didn't you bring that gimmick in slowly? No, he brought it in the next night after he talked to Roman. All of a sudden, he's Nigerian royalty. Come on, guys. We know for a fact that Kofi Kingston is from South Africa. We know this. This was nothing that wasn't new. But we have always been told that, and it was a fact, that Apollo Crews was from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Granted, his family might be from Nigeria, and his heritage might be Nigeria, but he himself, embrace your heritage, I'm happy for that, but he himself should have eased us into this Nigerian thing instead of just jumping on the Roman Reigns bandwagon and doing it. So, I'm kind of interested to see how this is going to go. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Plus two, guys, how many times do we have to see Apollo Crews versus Big E? Come on, give Big E a better opponent. You've had all these chances, Paulo. Most people in the roster in the back haven't even gotten one chance. And you've gotten three. Going on four. Come on. In this, let's let Big E move on and continue. Now, another match that I'm excited about. This match, I'm hoping, has the same caliber of coolness as the SmackDown Women's Championship last night. I'm talking about the Raw Women's Championship match. 
Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. Now, let's get on this kick for a second because this, to me, is a pretty cool setup. You've got Asuka, who was at the top of her game in Japan. She was fantastic in Japan. And then, on the other hand, you got Rhea Ripley, who was rocking it in Australia and doing so fantastic. Asuka goes over to NXT. Asuka becomes a dominating force in NXT. Undefeated. Longest reigning NXT Women's Champion. That to me, whoa, that is incredible. On the other side of the spectrum, you've got Rhea Ripley and NXT UK. Literally dominating the women's division over there and finally becoming NXT Women's UK Championship. That to me was great. That was fantastic. So then Asuka moves on to Raw and you bring Rhea over to NXT. Rhea really set the standard of what was to come. She literally set the standard, raised it high and said, girls, get up here with me. She faced Shayna. She won the, you know, the NXT Women's Championship. She was the first woman to ever be able to defeat Shayna Baszler at, his own, at her own game. That to me, fantastic. That to me was great. Then you put her against Charlotte Flair last year at WrestleMania. That match to me was incredible. It could have been better. WWE could have went a little bit more with it, but I get it. You, you know, it's Charlotte. Charlotte is the standard for all the women because she is a Flair. It was really good to see. People get to see what Rhea could do at a WrestleMania. Fast forward to now. You're putting two of the best next to Sasha and Bianca Belair together to face each other for a title. Asuka and Rhea are going to literally tear the house down because they both have different styles of fighting, but they're both good. They both can bring their A-game. They both can you know, set the standard for what is to come. I really think this match is going to be, in my opinion, the one to watch. As a female wrestling fan, I'm excited about this match. I'm looking forward to this match. Now, moving on to the match that I'm really intrigued by. The match that I am interested in. The Fiend with Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. This feud is incredible. WWE has really, really done well. Creative has done well with this feud. Let's fast forward back a little bit to when this all got started. Randy Orton had joined forces with Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. This, to me, was just a great setup. It was a great way to bring Randy into the Fiend's, you know, the Bray Wyatt's little group. Randy did fantastic. They went on to become a tag team champions. Bray and Randy were on fire. It was great. It was fantastic. And then comes the compound match. Where Randy Orton went against Bray Wyatt. Fighting in Bray Wyatt's family Wyatt compound. This match years back was like, wow. Fantastic. And Randy set in fire to the compound with Sister Abigail's ashes. Whoa. Bray was furious. But then something happened along the way. Bray got injured. Randy kind of, you know, went on his own way and became the legend killer. 
going after one wrestler after another, becoming, you know, WWE champion, taking out Drew McIntyre, losing his title, taking out Christian, taking out, you know, Big Show, taking out Shawn Michaels. To me, you know, Ric Flair, that was a shocker, but it's Randy. What do you expect? His feud with Edge, incredible. His feud with Edge was just really, really you know, a great match. It was a great storyline. Now, Alexa Bliss coming into this. Alexa, I love her. She's incredible. And being with The Fiend, she has really evolved into something so twisted and so dark. It fits Alexa Bliss to a T. She is just, I mean, I'm blown away every segment. Every segment that involves Alexa, I'm like, hello, this is great. WWE Creative, you're doing great with her character. It's fantastic. Then you move to the night with Randy Orton versus The Fiend. The night that Randy set The Fiend on fire. I did not see that coming. I was completely blown away that Randy Orton would literally set him ablaze in the middle of the ring. That, to me, just, just was not prepared for that. Fast forward to Fastlane. Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. I'm literally sitting there going, WWE, have you lost your mind? Have you really lost your mind on putting Alexa Bliss against someone so dominant as Randy Orton? To my surprise, WWE again shocked me with the storyline. Alexa toyed with Randy like he was a little toy or a little dog that she was running around making him jump through hoops and everything. And to me, this was incredible. Then came the coolest part. The Fiend rising out of the ring, reformed, reborn, twisted, sadistic. I'm like, this is incredible. WWE you spot on with this. This was incredible. Now we have the match. This match could be one of the coolest matches next to the Undertaker's match last year. They could really go really far with this if they play their cards right. Randy and The Fiend could have one of the best matches of the night if they do it right. That's all about if they can do it right. We'll have to wait and see. You guys may disagree with me, but I think this one is going to be something to really pay attention to, something you really need to focus, especially if they do some kind of storyline, spooky movie gimmick. That, to me, that would be great. That would be fantastic. That would be spot on to the storyline that they've been doing with The Fiend and Randy. Now moving on to the match that I'm really on the fence about. I'm talking about the Universal Championship Triple Threat Match, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge. Let me preface this right now, guys. I don't like the Triple Threat gimmick. I'm with Sonya Deville on one thing. Sonya Deville on SmackDown specifically told Adam Pearce that she thought that the idea of having a tag team match with the men to determine who was going to win the tag team championships was not a good idea. She also prefaced that she didn't think that a triple threat match for the Universal title was a good idea. I agree with Sonya. This was not a good idea, WWE. This was 
pointless. The idea they should have went with was to let Roman and Edge have their night match on night one. The winner of that match would go on to face Daniel Bryan at night two. That would have made more sense, and I would have been like, okay, I like this idea. This is great. But no. They decided to do a triple threat match, basically sticking Daniel Bryan right in the middle of a fight of two legends who basically two different versions of two different eras going against each other. Edge and Roman didn't deserve that. To me, Edge and Roman got cheated out of a singles match that they deserved. Come on, Edge just come back from a very career-threatening injury winning the Royal Rumble, getting to face Roman, only to have Daniel Bryan stick his nose where it didn't belong. Daniel, don't get me wrong. You deserve a title shot. Oh, yes, you do. What they did to you at the Elimination Chamber, that was just awful. I mean, that was awful. They didn't even give you a chance to rest and get prepared. No, they sent Roman out right after you just fought a grueling Elimination Chamber match to have you get pinned. To me, that was not fair to you. So you do deserve a title shot, but not at WrestleMania. Not. I just don't think. You could have done it on Monday Night Raw, or you could have went with the gimmick night one, night two. It would have made more sense. A triple threat match? No. I'm just not happy with this. I'm not. And I mean, that's just my opinion. But we'll see how this match goes. Now, I'm going to give you my predictions for each match and tell you what I think. As for the Raw, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match, Nia Jax versus Shayna, uh, Shayna Baszler versus Tamina and Natalya, I'm going to have to, again, go with my girls, Tamina and Natalya. They're just on fire. They really are. I'm not saying that Nia and Shayna can't pull it off, but I think it's Natalya's and Tamina's time to get those titles. I really believe those girls deserve a chance to have a good title run before Natalya decides to retire. Sami Zayn with Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going with Kevin Owens. Because Kevin Owens just, I mean, come on. Sami Zayn, he's, he's, he's a goofball. I mean, I'm not saying that Sami isn't good. But I'm saying Kevin Owens right now is really on fire in his career. He's at the top of his field right now. And Kevin's just going to win this. There is, there is no discussion. The United States Championship match, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. I'm going to go with Sheamus. Just because I don't think Matt Riddle can bring it. I don't think he can. He's going against a veteran who's been in this business a lot longer than he has. And I just don't think Matt Riddle can pull it off. Sheamus is just too good. He's just too good. As for the Intercontinental Championship, Big E versus Apollo Crews, it had better be Big E. I'm not saying that Apollo Crews isn't good. He's good. But this whole gimmick thing just really burns me up. Apollo's had enough time, you know, so many chances to win, and he's failed. I just don't think it's going to be Apollo. I'm going with Big E on this one. The Raw Women's Championship match, Asuka versus Rhea. Guys, I love Rhea to death. Don't get me wrong, I do. But nobody is ready for Asuka. They're just not. I would like to hope that Rhea would get her WrestleMania moment in the sun. I would like to hope that she would, just like Cesaro did last night. But I'm going to have to go with Asuka on this one. Asuka is just good. She's just good. It's, I just There's just no way around it. I don't see Rhea getting the win. I don't. I mean, I, I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. Rhea could completely blow it away. But I'm going with Asuka on this one because she's just not ready for it. She's just not. As for The Fiend with Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton, I'm going with my boy, 
the Fane. The Fane is just good. He's fantastic. He's fun, just phenomenal. His whole character, his reinventing of his gimmick. You know, I mean, it's just going to be good. I mean, no offense to the legend killer, but Ray, I'm sorry, Randy. You just can't beat the Fane. This one is really going to stop you. You're going to hit your final brick wall, and this will be a hell of a way to end a feud between the Fane and Randy. I'm going with the Fiend, guys. I'm going with my boy. I just have to say, the Fiend is my choice for this one. Universal Championship Triple Threat Match, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge. Guys, I'm a Roman fan. I really am. I love Roman to death. And I would love to see Roman keep that title. I really would. But I'm going to have to go with Edge. I mean, I really am. I love Roman. I really do. But Edge is really, really at the top. He's at the prime of his career right now. He wants to end this on his terms. And I think that's honorable. I think that is fantastic. I just really think, you know, Edge is just doing, he's doing great. So I'm going to have to go with Edge. You guys might disagree with me, and I understand, you know, I mean, I, I preface that, yes, I am a Roman Reigns fan. I love Hill Roman. He's doing great, but Edge, Edge is just at the top of his game right now, and Daniel's just there to get pinned. That's all. He's just there to get pinned. So, like I said, on that one, I'm going with Edge for the win. Now, if you guys disagree, or you guys aren't sure, or you guys have an opinion, please, 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 hit me up on my social media. Hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, tell me what you think. You might have a different opinion of these matches, and I would love to hear what you have to say. I'm excited about night two. I think I'm more excited about night two than I am night one. So let's get this show on the road. Let's see what you guys can do. And thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow night for the review on Monday Night Raw. Have a good night. Thank you, guys.